Welcome to TV Times 3, episode 288. On this episode, we've got some cancellation and renewal news. And then we'll be taking a look at Fox's fall TV schedule, followed by a little bit of talk about FX's Sex and Drugs and Rock and Roll, AMC's Fear the Walking Dead, and the series finale of TNT's Falling Skies. Plus, we'll make some TV recommendations at the end. You can find the full show notes with start times for each segment at tvtimes3.com slash 288. I'm Jason the TVaholic from tvaholic.com, and this week I have joining me... Anthony Ocasio from nowhere, the dumpster. I'm a garbage cat. <laughs> Anthony from the dumpster. So coming to you live. <laughs> I'm just Anthony from the dumpster. And I'm Ivy from the Blockbuster podcast. Hey, you said it right this time. <laughs> <laughs> Every once in a while I get it right. Have you ever seen or heard the Blockbuster? No. Or the Blockbusters podcast? can't remember, but I think it's a couple of blokes talking about movies. Well, <laughs> that's, uh, that's interesting. But, you know. <laughs> I don't want to say that it's unoriginal because <laughs> I would need to see the dates of certain things. The blockbuster, the blockbluster, blokebusters. I don't know. There's a, I'm, sure there's, I'm sure there's a, a bunch of other plays on blockbuster <laughs> all very clever i know i'm clever i know it's hard work yeah. uh first a quick note before i jump into the news uh, as we mentioned last week at the end of the podcast coming up in september at the end of september will be our seventh anniversary episode hey oh oh wow which the so we've been doing the this podcast has been going for uh, uh quite some time and if you'd like to be part of the podcast uh you, know, you can send in some feedback at feedback at tvtimes3.com or go to the website and click on the leave an audio message button on the side and we'll play your message on the podcast. Ooh. Say whatever you want. Dirty you know, things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. As, as, lots, of, lots of dirty things or what you like about it. If there's something you wish we would – that we used to do that we don't do anymore or – but mostly let us know how long you've been listening. That's the thing I'm interested in. If you write in or or leave a message, let us know how long. Uh, like Carl did uh, at My Vogue and Poetry, uh, where apparently he's been listening to us before we we even started. So that's uh, pretty <laughs> impressive, Carl, I have to say. Hey, Jason, I've got some feedback. You do? Yeah, there's one Is it one from guest. Anthony's mic? <laughs> hey No, there's this one guest I really think you should bring on more often. I mean, he got great insights. He's funny. Uh, you know, rather good looking, a rather good looking fellow, just which really helps out on the audio podcast. I, I'll tell you, I'll tell you afterwards <laughs> who I'm talking about. But I mean, his his main name might might rhyme with Smivey Smest, uh, but here he's a pretty good guy. That guy, oh, Bivy Best, I know him. Oh yeah, yeah, that's that's it, that's it. Thanks, Anthony. Yeah, that guy's pretty good. We'll have to uh, keep an eye out for that, and uh, <laughs> and may, maybe we'll bring him back. But first up. Now we'll uh, jump into the news. Uh, a few things over the last uh, week. Uh, Hulu has renewed Difficult People for a second season. 
Yay. Either of you watch Difficult People? Because I haven't. I, I find <laughs> Oh, it, you didn't? I find it so... Uh, difficult? Yes, difficult to watch. It's so hard to keep track of all these things and all these different places to to watch things. That is true. You know, I'm way behind on tons of things coming from the various streaming sites and... I'm just triaging. I don't even. I don't accept Hulu as a. Hulu's not even a relevant. Uh, the Hulu, Hulu has original programming. I don't believe you. No, no, they do, but they usually cancel it. Like it's a, it's a rotation thing. I actually watched it. I saw the pilot, and it's actually pretty good. Uh, it's funny. I mean, there's no, there's not as much story as I'd like, but it's actually funny. You know, of the Hulu comedies that I've seen, this one is actually funny. So I think that's a success. But, I mean, the announcement should be we gave them a terrible first season of five episodes. Now we renewed it for ten episodes, a second season. So, I mean, obviously Hulu still doesn't know what they're doing if they're only (laughs) giving green light. They're like, no, I like the pilot. You should make five episodes. And then they're like, oh, you should make ten. And then, what, season three is going to be 15 episodes because they finally – have confidence in their decision making <laughs> like <laughs> or or they could say hey we're going to renew you for a second season and then decide to not renew you for a second season uh spoiler alert that's I, i'm just i'm not i'm, I'm just it's hypothetically completely <laughs> hypothetical situation but yeah i don't know more and more stuff is coming to to hulu and stuff that's actual tv length not like vixen on cwc which sounded like was going to be a show but apparently it's just tiny mini webisodes uh, each week Mm -hmm. i was like really it's not an actual the whole season's going to be like an episode basically (laughs) that was the same thing they did with the ryan hansen thing that i never got around to finishing yeah well that was still sort of i know that was more of in that webisode type of uh, format or whatever yeah but uh, i don't know i i guess i hadn't read a, a lot about uh, Vixen, but being that it was going to be in the same world as, but animated as you know, Flash and Arrow, I thought it was going to be you know like a twenty minute. Mm-hmm. There were going to be like twenty minute animated episodes or something like that that they were doing, you know, like a short run of or something, not ten or twelve or however many five minute you know webisodes they're doing. But yeah, they've you know Hulu's got to you know they've got the Awesomes coming up for a second season, and then they've got you know the Mindy Project coming up here in the fall so they are adding a bunch of stuff do they have any dramas uh i'm not sure i think i don't i think they're mostly doing comedies that they may have something i'm not sure if they have anything uh coming up that way some of their terrible comedies are more drama-esque i would <laughs> <Yeah>. say <laughs> so going with like the the hbo model where it it gets classified as a comedy because it's a half an hour but it's really a drama yeah. <laughs> uh, next up, uh, TBS has renewed American Dad for two more seasons. So if you're an American Dad fan, you're going to see be seeing episodes well into, I guess, something like 2018. That's exciting. Okay. It's funny. It's better than saying, oh, look at the news. Fox just renewed Family Guy. Because you know who doesn't care about Family Guy? Seth MacFarlane. So why are we watching Family Guy? <laughs> I don't know. I I'm not. So yeah, I didn't, I didn't know people still well, watch that. Me, well, Fox is saying the same thing. That's just the thing. I don't know. American Dad's been 
pretty great over its run. It's even kind of surpassed Family Guy, and then it made its move to TBS. I'm just glad to see it. It's on the air. I mean, Family Guy is whatever. It makes money. Simpsons too, but at least American Dad, there's a place that you can go to watch funny animation from Seth MacFarlane or from his writers because he's making Ted 3, Seth MacFarlane and A, B, or C film. This dude, I don't want to see him in any more films. So you should be championing American Dad. <laughs> Anything to get him to back. Keep him, on. keep him on TV behind the voice or behind the microphone uh, voicing various characters. Oh, yeah, totally. Because he's just like, oh, you know how I'm super famous? And everyone's like, yeah. He's like, well, I want to be a movie star. And then we're like, oh, we got to pay for this, you know? Like, <laughs> every, your attempts, we have to pay $15 per attempt. All right? I've gone through three I, of them already. He I has was $45 told Ted was mark. pretty good. Was, that, was I Ted, lied to? No, Ted's good. Ted 2 is not good. Mm. And then how, A Million Ways to Die in the West is not good. He has, a, he has like a music album I heard is okay. I mean, I think he has a book. He has some curtains coming out at Target. I mean, he's ex- he's extending himself, and he has Family Guy. <laughs> <laughs> These days, man, you got to you got to extend the brand to wherever you can, man. Next up, uh, Sci-Fi. This was actually, I think, the previous week, but we forgot to mention it. Sci-Fi announced that Haven's going to end at the end of this fifth season, which is a supersized fifth season. So it really is six seasons. Yeah, right. <laughs> this is like we no. Guess what? We figured out a way to call it something else. Yeah, we have to pay them more money. Yeah, that's right. We figured out a way to get six seasons for the price of five. At the sixth season for the same discount as five, we're going to do twenty-four episodes, but split it into two half seasons that'll play almost a year apart, just like we used to do with the regular seasons. Math is hard. Oh <laughs> but then they cancel it, and it's it still looks like they never let anything go past five seasons. So, you know, they're keeping that streak alive, I guess. I will I'll be get... honest. Oops. No, no, no you go, go ahead. ahead. No, you go. No, oh, you go. No, you go. I was going to say, I was, I've was. i never watched Haven, so I was going to ask a question from that perspective. If you had something of information, that would be better. No, all I was going to say is the only thing I ever really got from Haven was free drinks at Comic-Con. <laughs> and now Thanks that's gone though. they're taking that away from you too it's not just from your televisions no I was going to say I've never watched Haven once and I don't know why I haven't watched Haven and I'm upset I think the show as a whole I hate and I've never watched it but I feel like I should want to watch it but I don't want to watch it at all and then sci-fi is like yeah you don't want to watch it like <laughs> even with this season and I don't know what happened this season, but the ratings just, like, tanked. Like, they just went downhill dramatically. Like, did just the story just get terrible? Yeah, well, kind of. I think it, it does It does suffer. Like, I couldn't really say, oh, I'm bummed that it's, that it's not going on past uh, this next 12 episodes. Because, uh, I mean... I think it started out a little slow, but it built to one of the best. It has one of the best like cliffhanger endings at the end of season one. Uh, and then they come back from that and season two is pretty interesting. And they build to another really good cliffhanger at the end of season two. And they keep that momentum through three seasons. And then they completely fall on their face in season four. And then they give it a supersized double season uh, for season five, which 
way back then, I was pretty much like, so that's pretty much going to be the end. Like, I doubt it's going past that. So you have the the, the first part of the fifth season was better than season four, but they still had to deal with, you know, sort of the story problems they created with what they did in season, you know, in season four, you know, so some of that stuff still is, is playing on throughout. Uh, but Ugh. I'll, I'll watch, you know, I'll watch the final 12 episodes since I've watched the previous. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this means you're going to get like a really depressing Haven Christmas package in the mail. Like sci-fi does every year for every show they're going to cancel. All I hope is that they told them, you know, that they actually knew because they have been the – they've always been a show that builds to some sort of cliffhanger at the end of a season. I'm pretty sure they've long done <laughs> finished filming. <laughs> so uh, I hope that at the end of this supersized uh, fifth season that they didn't build to some sort of cliffhangery ending because uh, that would be – that would be super lame, considering all the time they had to make a decision before. <laughs> they knew the ratings sucked in the, the first part of season five, and they had plenty, plenty of time to know that while filming uh, the rest of it. Because I don't think that they filmed straight through for the season necessarily. So I don't know. Uh, next up, uh, USA Network uh, canceled complications after one season. Uh-oh. Uh, so... So I guess that makes uh, Jason O'Mara the new show killer du jour. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, since uh, he's in in a lot of stuff that makes it sort of a season. Oh my gosh! Yes, new I still get I still get tweets about stupid fall not falling sky. I forgot the stupid name. Terranova season. Terranova. Terranova. I I thought you were, maybe you're going to go life on Mars. Oh my gosh! Oh my god! <laughs> you just you just added another stinker to the pile. We could go more. We could go tit for tat. It's no people just message me like I don't know like two months ago. I'd get like I used to get every week. People just be like, "Oh, Terra Nova season two, like just recently," and I'm like, and they're like, "Is there gonna be in Terra Nova season two? And I'm just like, "No, sorry." Like I just pretend to be a producer on the show, <laughs> and then like I put I even put like frowny faces and stuff because I'm like I want them to feel nice. But, like, really, I'm like, the show wasn't that good, guys. Like, it wasn't that good. Don't tweet me. It wasn't that good. <laughs> yeah. And then they're like, can it come back? And I'm like, the sets are fucking burned. They're, oops, I swore. <laughs> I'm like, the sets are gone. I'm like, they burn the sets. You can't even make it. I mean, they killed the dinosaurs. This is terrible. But this. They killed yeah. the dinosaurs. Well, in this day and age, <laughs> I mean, I suppose anything is possible. Like, say. You're VH1, and you renew a show called Hindsight back in March, and then here, what, a few months later, you change your mind, and you cancel Hindsight. <laughs> Did they really do that? Yes. I hate everything. <laughs> good, on, good on that. Like, someone was like, no, Dave, you got to call him back. Like, no, no, no. Like, no, we're not. The old, the they were just about to ramp up production for season two, and then they went, yeah, no. <laughs> Let's not do that. The only people I hate more than VH1 right now are the ho of the hosts of this podcast for making me watch this show in the first place and falling in love with it. I hate hey, everyone. I will never apologize for pointing out good TV to people. <laughs> <It's> not, 
I, I have no powers over where things are going to go. And uh, at least we all got to sit in a nice little happy bubble for nine months about it. <laughs> See, that's it. <laughs> about the guys- second season we're coming. I think my favorite part about this cancellation was VH1's uh, press release where they uh, said that they're con- going to continue in with this, you know, in the scripted, you know, with scripted programming, uh, but they wanted to, or they were only going to do stuff with a, you know, a distinctive, they wanted to do stuff that was distinctive and brought in a large audience. Well, this did half of that. <laughs> it was distinctive. It didn't bring in a large audience. But I think it was the type of show that I've heard lots of people have found it over the past few months, you know, and we're looking forward to it coming back for a second season. I think this is the type of show that could have built into a much better ratings performer in a second season because of the great word of mouth that it got. But maybe they weren't seeing uh, the online plays and... I think it's on on Hulu or whatever. You know, maybe they weren't getting uh, any info on, or it wasn't good enough or something. uh, Or maybe they just hate good television. Yeah, but that's the thing is, uh, if you want to be something distinctive, this was something that was distinctive. This could have been their, well, not Mad Men. This could have been their Mad Men. You know, Mm -hmm. something that's maybe low rated, but sets a tone and a and something for your your type of you know, scripted television yeah. and it, it fits so well in with VH1 because of it, you know, being something that goes back to the eighties and has such a great soundtrack <laughs> along with, with it, that it just fit in with something that, you know, used to play music on their station. The super, you think they mean when they say distinct, they're like flavor, Flav loves like pumpkins. <laughs> like we just, yeah. they're like, no large audience and distinct. And like when TLC says it, you're like, Oh, okay. I get it. Like bring in the witches, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, I, know. I mean, half their shows that they, you know, even something like this, they have so much weird crap you know, on their network that even when you hear something like this, at first, you just think it's another reality show. Exactly. All these, all these different shows that that come out that, and you're just like, man, this this was distinctive. It had an interesting, you know, an interesting voice, and everybody I know that watched it was looking forward to season two. And I know of a handful of people that have watched it since then via streaming or something. And but no, late on a Friday they doused everybody's hopes for i will i will never watch anything at vh1 again i will never watch the the new president of vh1 programming if he ever gets hired by somewhere else i will never watch anything he ever puts together he's dead to me as you I know what cry, curl up and i try to do cry. <laughs> i try to do that with full house and then the the went and created the kardashians <laughs> and the chelsea handler yeah so, see that would be a problem so, for me don't follow executives. It just leads to bad things. What do you think if they would have done this as a movie, Jason? Because you know, like VH1 used to do great movies, uh, TV movies back in the day. Uh, you think like if they would go that route with these stories, they could get more life out of them? Because then they could do a sequel. I don't know. I mean, it's it's possible. I, it's just in this day and age, with uh, uh, I guess the term that we're all using now is peak TV. Uh, 
is I'm not using that term. <laughs> is <laughs> is you know with the prospects of this this year of there being 400 something new or not new but scripted shows uh, on the various streaming platforms and cable and premium cable and broadcast networks you know which is going to be somewhere like 50 new things above where last year's TV was it's just hard to break out you know and yeah. and get found and i think that anything that has a small sort of rabid fan base and gets critical and you know social media praise i can't i can't i can't really come ac- come across anything where i remember anybody going oh i watched that and it was terrible maybe i watched it but it wasn't for me or or something but not that oh that's terrible uh, so it just seems like something that you you had a, like a foothold you know into creating something and then you know it uh, it sort of goes they decided to go another way but you know i don't know it, it, i think it was one of the better shows that ended up premiering i guess it was towards the end of last year and it went into the beginning of this year i hate you vh1 yeah. i hate you <laughs> no, that's that's really you. <laughs> it's like you and like seven four girls they're not playing enough pantera <laughs> hey the guy that played the um who was the the friend that ran the the video store um, I don't on the show. I, I don't remember well, the, his name. The the guy that played him, I guess, retweeted one of my tweets yelling at VH1, and so my <laughs> I, my my phone blew up a little this weekend just for retweets and retweets and retweets. Well, I guess he's not going to be in VH1's next hit show. <laughs> <laughs> well, it wasn't one of my more inflammatory things. Uh, but who knows? I mean, I don't think is VH1 going to do scripted. Is they did they say they still want to stick with scripted television? Yeah, they're apparently they're still sticking with uh, scripted television. But they, it's it feels like someone's telling them that. Like it feels like someone's like, dude, you guys got to do scripted television. That's above them, and they're like, ah, and they're like, no, you guys got to do it. AMC's doing it. It seems like everybody is is doing. If if you have a cable channel or something, if you have any. Anything these days that are like, oh, you you need some original programming that's uh, you, that's your own or whatever. And not only that, these days you don't you not only need original programming, you need original programming that's produced by your, your production company, so yeah. that you own it on both sides. That, oh yeah, that seems to to be the thing. Well, there's uh, is there any any breaking news that you have on your list, Mister Mister Jason? Any breaking news, like any news that may or may not have broken since we've been on this podcast today? Uh, no, do you? <laughs> <laughs> Under the dome is done, man. Oh, finally really? done after three seasons. Wow, Good. CBS has canceled Under the Dome. Well. <laughs> Mark, Troy, and Wayne, I'm sure you're all happy now that you can put those <laughs> under the dome podcast to bed at the end of this season. <laughs> you got to love a, a group a group of people that are podcasting into the show that, as a collective, are just like, man, we hope this show ends at the end of this season. <laughs> I've been there where I really want to stop reviewing a show back in the day. Like, Please, <laughs> and they they sense. all got their wish so. I can't wait till everyone watches the ending and then they're like, this is stupid. And then everyone's like, yeah, that's what we've been saying all along. Well, at, at Comic-Con, they did say that we would know what the deal with the dome was by the end of the season. And so maybe they knew 
Oh <laughs> Maybe my they gosh. knew at that time it, it, that they were done and that they are actually going to tell you something by the end of the season. Uh, I still don't believe it. Uh, and it doesn't matter since I've long stopped watching it. I'm. Oh, do you know what the, do you know what it is? I'm not Ivy. I don't continue to watch just because there's a pretty redhead on the show. Hey, it, the, even the pretty redhead hasn't been able to keep me around this season. <laughs> <laughs> I, I watched I watched an episode like last week because I thought it was the last episode, and I was like, okay, <laughs> I, I just I want to know how it ends. And like I, I thought it was the season, the series or season finale, and then I checked it, and it was like episode seven. I'm like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, you did. That's a- how they get. You did your mid-season check-in. <laughs> well, you know, the only redeeming thing is both Paul McCrane and Eric LaSau are on the show at this point. And I'm like, well, at least we got a little bit of an ER thing going. <laughs> yeah, I, but no, so, it was, I just like it's the type of show that that they keep – that they, in, a, in a subsequent seasons they bring on a new big-name guest star. And you're just like, where have they been for the last few weeks? They've just been sitting in their house? Like, how have you not been seen? It's been months. <laughs> that they've or, been are this. you not still watching? No, I stopped – the last episode I watched was the first episode of season two. Oh, well, there was a reason to stop watching then. But, <laughs> but yeah, no. The, there was uh, a reason the, to stop watching much earlier than that. Yes. No, there's – there's the people that they've been adding recently weren't necessarily already under the dome. And that's all I'll say. What? Spoilers. Uh-oh. Not, oh. Well, nobody cares. You guys know what – no, I do, because this makes me so upset of the show. Do you guys know what the ending of the show is? Like, why the dome is there? No, but uh, maybe Man, in uh, six episodes they'll they'll let you know. Okay, so they probably will. What I did when they announced the stupid show is I looked up the ending of the book. It's a typical stupid Stephen King ending book. Like, Whoa. there's only so many things that can happen. Usually spiders. Like, I'll spoil it. <laughs> Spiders are not involved in this instance. I no ghost spiders. Either. Yeah, so I read the ending and I go, this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. And then I watch the TV show and I'm like, they're really going to do this. They're going to do the stupidest thing I've ever seen and people are going to watch it because they don't know what the ending is. Why? Because nobody took two seconds to Google the ending of Under the Dome Stephen King book. If they would have read that, they were like, I'm not watching this show. This show is stupid. I Imagine read if I had the book really, back in the day. Oh, you read the book, so you know it's ter- like the ending. You just, <laughs> people are going to be like, "What are you? Well, this is stupid." What? Like, oh, yeah, it's, it's like stupid. V, but like V didn't have a bubble, <laughs> and we can. Oh, oops! They spoilers. Have, I mean, you should take. Oh, I just <laughs> V didn't have a bubble. Just giant I mean, ships yeah, over just, lar- large cities around the You mean world. Mark oh. Singer's head wasn't – his hair wasn't bubbly enough for you? <laughs> I love how TV shows, when they get canceled, they're like, Fuck, we need to get really good really fast. Like Sarah Connor Chronicles uh, and like V, they're like, we're getting canceled. And then they just put out like a really great last episode and you're like, what was that? <laughs> now I want to watch it. What was that? Where were you two seasons ago? <laughs> <laughs> and they're just like, I know, right? We don't know how we did it either. <laughs> All right. Well, that's uh, that's some interesting news there on the the under the dome front. <laughs> I have to I have to say it because it kind of seemed like you know even though ratings are half of what they used to be, they're still pretty good, especially in the summer. That you know you almost thought that it might get uh, another season, but. 
I guess not. We'll we'll have to we'll have to deal with that. At least Sci-Fi got three seasons on CBS. I mean, I would have bet money that would never have happened ever on CBS just because they you know they play to a specific demographic of terrible people. I don't know, person of interest, man. That's Sci-Fi. Do not do that. It's <laughs> it's like. It's like someone that's really good at unlocking locks. That's how sci-fi it is. <laughs> All right. That's enough uh, about the news. And we'll we'll move into uh, our Fox Fall preview. And we'll take a look at what's coming here in the fall of 2015 on on, on our all our favorite Fox network. Uh, starting with Sundays. Sundays Fox will have football running into their their the OT uh, post-game show. Uh, as of uh, September 13th, and then that'll be followed by Bob's Burgers, uh, then The Simpsons, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Family Guy, and Last Man on Earth, all starting up on the 27th of September. So, Anthony, will you be watching any of the the animated or live-action uh, stuff on Sunday nights? I don't know. I may watch The Simpsons just to... Just because, I don't know, I feel like I gotta, because it's still on the air, but I don't know, last minute. You're a completionist, <laughs> they, keep, they keep making It feels more. like, and so it has to be funny, and I haven't watched it in 20, like 10 years, like a lot of years. So, I mean, good on them for being funny this long, but I don't, I haven't experienced it. So I'm going to have to check in on that. But Last Man on Earth, that's great. I mean, I love the pilot episode of that show. I mean, I feel bad. That it's on Sunday night. Hopefully they'll get a better time slot when Fox figures out how to schedule things better than they have been uh, recently for the past five years. But especially comedies. But it's such a strong show. And it got nominated. So that around for a while. So that's exciting. Unless it got... I didn't see the rest of the... I didn't see the majority of the episodes for this season though. So, I mean, it could have gotten terrible. But hopefully not. Where are you guys? Yeah, I think uh, I'm. I'm interested to see where they pick up with Last Man on Earth, considering where they went, which wasn't all that great. I don't think after uh, the first few episodes of the season. Uh, but for the most part, for me, I'll be watching Brooklyn Nine Nine uh, on Sunday nights. But that's about it. Uh, I've never really i I've watched The Simpsons some in the past, but I've never really been into the much of the animated. Uh, comedies, especially uh, the Seth MacFarlane stuff. Uh, but how about oh, you, Ivy? Uh, no. Nothing yeah. for you? Not even Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Just football. Just football. Football is the only, the only way Fox <laughs> is going to be on my on my TV on Sunday. The football, during the, football during the day, and then and then you'll be flipping over to NBC at night. I, I don't I, – no. There's, Sunday night is like – not for me. You're not, no, you're not, because you're not into the Sunday night games? No, I, I normally get footballed out. Like if, if, if my team's playing, then I'll watch the <laughs> Sunday night game. But I can't watch like three football games in a row. I think that would just go crazy. But but I don't know. I mean looking at the looking at the whole lineup in general on, on Sunday nights, they're they're Sunday may not be a television watching night for me as far as network goes. So no Fox and nothing else really. Maybe one show. So so what did you think of uh, the speaking of football? <laughs> What do you think of the announcement? I think it's about I, I don't, yeah. <laughs> Captain Kirk is my captain. 
That's why uh, it's time. It's time for the Redskins to move on from their former quarterback, and that's happening sooner rather than later. That's all, and, and that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, we'll move on to Mondays, where Fox will be starting off the night with Gotham as of September twenty first, and then that'll be Ooh. followed by new show Minority Report. Ooh, will be starting up on the twenty first of September as well. And the Minority Report. Say it, Jason. Well, Minority Report. I'm interested in it because I haven't I haven't seen Minority Report in like forever. I need to like actually go back and watch the movie so I can see, you know, how this hooks in. I'm interested in the idea of hooking a TV show into coming years after where a movie ended. You know, as a TV show being a sequel to a movie. I think that's an an interesting idea. Whether they actually create an interesting show out of that interesting idea, I have no idea because they haven't, as of yet, put uh, the pilot out for review for critics. And from what I understand, the only thing that some critics have seen is like a 20-minute cut or something uh, that they showed them at TCA uh, back a few weeks ago. Which is weird. And I don't know... because I haven't heard much about like recasting or anything. Uh, they had a, a lot of the cast uh, that you know we talked to them at at Comic Con. They all seemed, uh, you know, things seemed to be same. Yeah, things seem to be good. I don't know if it's just they're really putting a lot into the special effects or put to put the episodes together. But you're like. They bought some sort of pilot or something. I don't think they just bought it back in May based on the premise or the idea. I thought they actually had something. Uh, oh, doesn't does Fox own the Minority Port rights? I think they might. I can't remember if they, I think they put out the movie. Yeah, it, it might be. I, it it seems it seems highly likely. Well, I mean, to give them credit at first, I mean, NBC tried that and we got the monsters. Um, with Jerry O'Connell and to their credit they were like let's do a Tom Cruise movie so then they did Minority Report Jason this is garbage this show is terrible it's like I remember Minority Reports. it's like hey oh there's these three precogs that can predict crimes and then they have all the cool guys that can go and save the crimes and everything like that and then Fox was like all right you know what let's take the three bald-headed kids which were already established to not be able to solve crimes Let's make them solve crimes now. Like, they don't got a job anymore. Everything's shut down, but they're solving crimes. And guess what? When their heads get together, they solve crimes better. And they're, like, greenlit. And then they made the show, and they're like, this is terrible. This is garbage. We just got three bald kids who look sickly while at solving crimes because it's the pilot, so they have to learn things and learn things about their episode. And then they're like, yeah, but it's so future. And then they're like, yeah, but we can't afford that. Like it's future for like two seconds. And then after that, they're filming in the same hallway every, <laughs> every episode. Because <laughs> they're like, no, we already got the CGI. It's already in. The cameras are locked down. Those aren't moving for 40 years. Like we're just going to, we'll make this show forever. But I mean, it, I mean, and the fact that they showed 20 minutes, which is like we got to put like the best 20 minutes together that we can show to show people. I mean, that's not at all a sign that this show is terrible. I mean, not at all. It's not going to get canceled. At least Almost Human had a pilot out. <laughs> and that still got dumped. 
and it's and it's airing after Gotham. So when people are like, "Oh, what what is Gotham? Why is Batman kissing Catwoman?" Then they're gonna be like, "Oh, why are these bald kids not solving crimes or solving crimes terribly?" Well, it, they're <laughs> they're kind of solving problems terribly because it's mainly just one of the bald kids that he gets partial visions and tries to use that information to stop things ahead of time, but fails. And, you know, until, I guess, until he gets hooked up with, you know, some cop and then... And then oh, yeah, the other then, bald kids show then up. Maybe yeah. they're able to, to, to do some things. And then uh, I guess he's also going to be playing his twin. Uh, so at some point, <laughs> so I guess that person's going to show up. And then uh, the older, uh, like the older sister or whatever will, will show up at some point. I don't know. I think there's... Like I said, I think there's an interesting idea there. You're such a liar. No, I think there's an interesting idea there, but I just everything I've heard so far about this, uh, and then the idea that they haven't ha- they don't have a pilot locked down yet, and you know it premieres in three weeks. Mm. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> you know, or, or something uh, seems that, that it doesn't it doesn't seem to bode well for. For, for the type of, of thing that it is. And if, you know, if they go old school Fox and, you know, then they start putting episodes out of order on their sci-fi oh, shows. That'll be, that'll be, yeah, that'll be have, the only good thing. What do you think, Ivy? I just have no faith in Fox's ability to handle sci-fi anymore. And I don't know why I'm even saying anymore because they've never – well, X-Files. I mean since X-Files, have they been able to handle a science fiction property – Correctly, I don't know. And I, you know, I mean, French like everything seasons. I'm going to say is well, that's true. Okay, they backdoored them. Like they tried to cancel Fringe, and then they're like, "Holy crap, guys! People are actually watching this on Fridays." And then everyone's like, "Whoa, Fridays!" So Fox like stepped into that. Lucky. I'm I'm not as down on Fox. I I think they they do some things that I think are dumb. In the ideas, uh, I get the idea behind trying to put a stronger episode early, but if it's out of order, I I. Don't get that because uh, it messes when you actually have a linear story that you're telling. It just messes things up for the people that actually are already watching your show. Well, didn't what, what was what was the deal with Fringe in the episode that they pulled completely out of order where they played like the season one episode, like in the second half of season two? I think what, that was I think that might have been built around something happened or something that happened in the show, uh, sort of like the Mr. Robot this past week. Yeah, uh, and true. then they pulled, uh, they pulled it, and then they decided to try and tweak it a little bit and use it, you know, so it wasn't just uh, completely, you know, like the, a burned episode or whatever. Uh, so they tried to fit it into uh, the next season. I think I think it was something like that. But I, I still say, while they might not always shepherd everything the greatest, they're still by far on the broadcast networks. Almost the only game in town when it comes to sci-fi. They at least keep trying. They keep putting stuff out there. They seem to have something every year. And if nobody watches, it's not really their uh, not really their fault, uh, you know, because they've had some good things and some bad things that don't, you know, that don't make it past the first season. And people are like, "Oh, they canceled another thing," and you're like, "Well, nobody was watching." Uh, but then they've done stuff like there's no, <laughs> there is no reason. Fox should have ever renewed uh, Fringe for a second season, let alone five. <laughs> so, uh, and the same with Dollhouse. There's no reason they should have given Dollhouse a second season, but they did. Is- 
because yeah. of Joss. And you know, there's there's things that they've done that they've done and had no. There's been there was no good financial reason to do so, uh, but they they still have tried uh, these things. They've tried things like Terra Nova. It ended yeah. up sucking, and nobody watched. So, and it was super expensive. So they're not going to make more of that. You know, uh, yes, it's true. We're going to sign up for more of a really expensive show, but yet they keep. I give them credit for no matter who's in charge as management changes and things like that, they still keep dipping their toe into in, and trying sci-fi stuff on the broadcast networks and nobody else really is. So I will say yes until this year, this year, their new series, what they have returning terrible, like it's upsetting. And like, I don't even want to watch it, but like, like you said, People are like, oh, I can't believe they they canceled Firefly. I would have canceled Firefly when it was on the air. That <laughs> show is terrible to watch weekly. It's great to binge watch. And they're oh, Arrested Development. I would have canceled Arrested Development after season two. How about that? How about it's so impossible to keep an audience through all those references uh, the way that they did on the network? There's a lot of things, Fox. Yeah, people always don't seem to realize that that there were 66 episodes of Arrested Development yeah. before he got canceled. That's a lot. You can't really yeah. fault people. And they pretty much played it on every night to try and find an audience for it. For everything that people say, uh, it always bothers me when people go with the, the but they can't, they, they're just going to cancel it. And it's like, well, yeah, maybe Minority Report will come on and get canceled really quickly, but maybe it's because it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I mean, and, and I'll give yeah, you that. And, and I, I mean, I, I take a little umbrage to Anthony to your comment about Firefly, and I'm not, and I'm not even the biggest Firefly defender out there that you'll find. But no, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, they've got to produce good science fiction, but that kind of circles back to to my original point. It's like I don't trust them because I don't think they're doing. I mean, your your comment earlier about Dollhouse, you're right. They shouldn't have, and and renewing a show just because. You owed one to Joss. I, like I don't think that's a good reason to renew a show. Although the se- season two was actually decent, that's the thing. <laughs> but then, right? That's the problem. <laughs> but then, but the, you know, but if you look at stuff, it's like you know, Gotham is genre. It may not be the genre that people want in the Batman universe, but they people were watching it, so they gave it a second season. You've got you know, Sleepy Hollow going into a third season. It was oh. great in the first season. You know, they, so they renewed it for a second season, and it went, it went, it went into the dumper. Will they be able to pull that back out? Probably not. Uh, but you know, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> I, I will say this: I'm going to give Gotham another shot this season because there's Ooh. like there's too many there's too many things I want to like about Gotham. Uh, I mean, I like Bruno Heller. I like the casting. I like. I mean, Jada Pinkett Smith is gone, so that's reason enough right there to watch. So, <laughs> well, I think I think for Gotham is people don't like it because it's not what they want from you know whatever they think a Batman show or something said in Gotham should be. I find it to be an interesting just cop show. It just set in a in a weird you know in a in a weird comic booky place. Uh, to you know, to draw from, I think, I think it's interesting. I enjoyed the first season uh, of it on a just on a strictly an interesting take on a cop procedural that has you know some ongoing storylines that 
I I found it interesting on that point. People didn't like it because of the pre pre ex, you know existing notions. Some of what some they of them things to. were terrible. Some well, there of the were some were there were some bad parts to it. There you know there were some stuff that wasn't all that great. But I you know as a sort of a, a noir ish you know crime drama, I think they they do some interesting stuff with it. Uh, and I'm kind of you know looking forward to uh, season two. I'm not really looking forward to it, but in this day and age, as we mentioned with all the different TV shows that are out there, uh, when they come out and say season two is going to have all the stuff that you wanted <laughs> that we didn't give you in season one, it does bring up the, well, why the heck not? <laughs> you had 22 episodes. <laughs> why did you wait so long? Mm. Maybe more people would still be <laughs> watching your show by the end of it had you given them the things apparently they were asking for. Uh, that's Ugh, in, in this day and age, in this day and age, you got, you have so little time to get somebody's interest. And if you don't get it right away, the chances of you getting it back at some point in time, because especially a whole season later, like maybe you could say to somebody, Oh, you didn't like the first couple episodes. Well, they really found their way in episode four or five and it really became good. You might be able to talk somebody into that, but if you go, man, by episode 20, they really figured it out. <laughs> Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And in season two, yeah. And that's why, you know, nobody came back for season two. They were out. They, it was too, there was too long a period to be able to get people, uh, people back. But uh, we'll move on to Tuesday. Uh, Tuesday is a lineup of all new stuff, starting out with a couple of comedies, Grandfathered and The Grinder. And then that'll uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, on on those start up on uh, September 29th, uh, and then Scream Queens starts will follow them, uh, but it starts up on the 22nd of September. So what is this? Their dumper night? Yeah, this is. A, I I'll have to, I'll say I think both Grandfathered and Grinder have interesting premises around you know likable. Uh, stars that both of them playing <laughs> off of their age and their and their their sort of former heartthrob persona, I think. But grandfathered, oh man, the first episode, <laughs> <laughs> I it's one of those things I don't get. the The first episode takes place over like a couple of days, but it just crams like all this stuff in, and then oh, there's sort of a family at the end of it. After you know, right? he gets this bombshell dropped on him at the beginning of the episode, and twenty two minutes later. Uh, you know, he's there's sort of this weird family. I was like, if you're just going to rush through that, then why not just start? <laughs> why, start not just, with that. why not just start there? And and in, instead of, you know, just rushing through it with the with the grinder, I I like the cast with, you know, Rob. I like the sort of premise of playing off of he was a a great TV lawyer and he's helping his real, he's helping his brother who's a real lawyer try and be better in court. And, you know, the family dynamic they set up there, I it, it didn't feel, it didn't feel totally rushed. It felt like they had a little bit of a premise, but it also feels like uh, on that, on that one though, it does feel a little bit like that would make a great 90 minute movie. Uh, <laughs> you know, but so I'm interested – I guess I'm more interested in the grinder going forward just because of the cast. I thought they played pretty well off of each other 
to begin with. And but I don't know what did uh, what did you think, Anthony? Did you did you get a chance to watch either of those? Oh, I watched both. I mean, you probably you pretty much said it. I mean, grandfathered is terrible. It's so it's not good. And basically, instead of being a comedy, it's more of hey, you know how awesome it is to be John Stamos. This is how awesome <laughs> it is to be John Stamos. And it's supposed Pretty to be like, awesome. oh, yes, if uh, it's so it, pretty, like really awesome. I like, mean, if you can get Deion Sanders awesome. and Don Rickles to show up, you know that's I mean. And that's the problem. I want to watch behind the scenes 60 I do too. Oh. <laughs> is because and even if this isn't what it's like to be John Stamos, everyone watching is going to be like this is exactly what it's like to be John Stamos. It's awesome. And I don't it's not funny and I don't know what he's complaining about. So that's the big problem with Grandfathered is it's basically John Stamos is awesome and I'm like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to watch this anymore. I mean, good for him being a grandfather. His son needs to figure out his stuff, though, because that whole relationship with his baby's mama is not... It's very Maury, and I don't like it. But uh, the grinder, I think it's fantastic. Like, Fred Savage, oh, my God. Fred Savage picked up... He just picked up everything from Sonny. So he's just nailing the mark. And because it has the the woman who plays the waitress, um, Charlie Day's wife, I think it's like Mary something, and... She's fantastic in it. They're great. It could be Fox could have had their own modern family, but somehow this was a vehicle for Rob Lowe, and Rob Lowe's in it. So it's like a really great family comedy that Rob Lowe has to be in. And for the majority of the first episode, I still don't know why Rob Lowe has to be in it. I would say at the (laughs) ending, the ending is kind of good, and he does play his part, but I'd rather see the grinder without the grinder. (laughs) I I don't think they can make Make that, that anymore? The grinder came in and he helped his brother out and then actually left at the end. And then you just had the rest of the family and maybe he showed up occasionally. Yeah, more or less. Because it's like Uncle Buck. And it's like, I don't want to watch Uncle Buck. I want to watch the family go. So, like, how, how long is this uncle going to hang around? If he's there for like 60 episodes, he's weird. Like, he needs to get something together. And like, he needs to get a plan, a house. Like, he needs to get away from these people. But uh, and it sucks because Fred Savage could totally knock this out. This would be a perfect family, modern family type comedy if Rob Lowe wasn't in it. And I don't know why Rob Lowe's in it or how they made a. They're like, you know what, Rob Lowe, you're gonna be in this show where you played this lawyer, but like the best part's not gonna be you. So you're <laughs> so. so you're saying that the grinder would be sort of like uh, Cougar Town uh, when they figured out that uh, Courtney Cox going after younger men wasn't actually a great idea and that we should make uh we should make a friends in their 40s uh, show and and then it became really good I forgot that- and, and so and so like this you're like this is a show it's it's called the grinder it has rob Lowe, but if, if after a couple episodes they just realized they don't really need rob Lowe, it'd be a great show it would be fantastic <laughs> it would get nominated for an emmy for sure but with Rob Lowe, I don't know what the heck's going on. Like, and Rob Lowe doesn't either. Rob Lowe and John Stamos are both playing the same role, only Rob Lowe has a better show behind him. What do you think, Ivy? I couldn't get in. The, uh, the, Fox, the Fox screening room was a little bit wonky for me last night, so unfortunately I wasn't able to watch either episode. Although uh, I have to say that, that all of the comments that were made about both shows are, are exactly what I, A, expected and B, had heard along the way. So um, I, I am looking forward to seeing The Grinder. I'm not, I mean, you know me, I'm not a big sitcom fan in general. Um, you could have at least lied. <laughs> I'm hopeful. 
Well, you know, I don't want to, but but the but the grinder looks good. I'm interested. The cast there is just too interesting to see. I I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what they do there. So, either of you looking forward to Scream Queens? Yeah. <laughs> I know I shouldn't be. I, I absolutely shouldn't be. But I, I really am looking forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I think if it if it follows the 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 path of what Ryan Murphy's done in the past, the first season's going to be really good. Gonna be outstanding. You know? <laughs> and then that's all I have to watch, right? I um I did I I'm I'm interested to see because I've I've enjoyed Scream the TV show on MTV a lot more than I expected to. I'm not normally a horror guy, but there's just something about the mix of this cast and what they're doing and Jamie Lee Curtis and kind of everything going on that makes me really want to see what's going to happen. So yeah, I want to see it, and I'm mad that I haven't yet because they've not released that to screener to to press either. Yeah, that's uh, I'm not a big horror guy either and so it's not really I'm not really looking forward to it and I'm not a huge Ryan Murphy fan either. Uh although most of what he's been doing recently is is a lot of uh, uh horror stuff and I'm including the last few seasons of Glee in that. Um <laughs> but um bum bum. Oh, I don't know. I just I don't know. It doesn't really interest me. It, it could be you know, maybe it ends up being fun, like you said, for a season. <laughs> but uh, I don't know, Anthony. What do you, what do you think of Scream Queens and uh, and getting some more Ryan Murphy on your TV screen? You know, I haven't seen Scream Queens. I watched the the trailers and everything. Uh, I'm excited for this to be on the air because it's a piece of garbage, <laughs> and I hope after everyone watches it. That's gonna like kind of like pump the brakes on the Ryan Murphy train. You don't you know? think we'll like, get like a good first season like everything else that he does? Oh my god, maybe. And then we get Scream Queens horror like Homecoming <laughs> and like Scream Queens like back in action. It's like I don't even this dude. I don't know how this dude thinks of so much horror, but he needs to stop because I don't want it. And now he's like putting it everywhere. He's just like, oh, you like horror. It's going to be on Fox now and FX. And it's like, oh, that's so many channels. And I don't even want to turn it. And it doesn't look good. It looks like a, like a parody movie or like an MTV movie. I'd watch that. I'd watch the MTV movie of this, but not the Ryan Murphy trying to make syndication. If it didn't TV have show. Leah Michelle in Night Gear, would it look nearly as bad as it does? Is that one image really kind of giving it the bad, the bad? kind of taste in a lot of people's mouth well i think she clearly helps i mean because then people would be like wouldn't it be awesome if she sang while they're killing people like wouldn't that be cute <laughs> and you're like no like it wasn't even good what she sang before and i don't know why you bought the albums <laughs> and i don't i don't know what the purpose of the show is like a female demographic because it's horror so it's like uh strong women and Instead, it should just be like uh, it's a show about terrible people who did something terrible and something terrible is happening to them. Like that's not scary. Like good. Forget that. Like this should last a season. And it should be over. But it's not going to because you know families have to eat. I guess. <laughs> but I mean, I don't know. Did I? Am I off the boat? Like, are you guys really excited for Scream Queens? No, not really. Well, I am. I mean, I'm. Well, this is. I guess this is more accurate to say. There's, it's the thing that I'm most excited for on Fox's lineup. 
<laughs> which isn't exactly a ringing announcement. I know. Um, like both new and returning. Yeah, pretty much. Um, that, is, that is outstanding. <laughs> you know. But that being said, I don't watch horror story. I mean, I don't. I've never. I mean, I watched the first couple episodes of the first season, and I recognize it's not for me. But this this has just enough camp injected to the horror that I think that that's why I think I like it. But I, I think I mean I think that I will like it. But there's just there's just enough weird going on with the cast that I want to see how they land pulling all of that together. And I like college Greek stuff. I you know, I mean I I'd, so any stories that kind of fold that in, I'm I'm always a little bit interested in and see how they do it. That's so a yeah. Good point. You know, all right. Well, so, we'll uh, we'll have to we'll we'll see what happens there. We'll move on to Wednesday, where Fox has new show Rosewood premiering on the twenty third of September, and that'll be followed by the return of Empire, also on the twenty third. <laughs> so is Rosewood going to be the first uh, first show canceled of the season? <laughs> I don't know. At least first I, drama, based on well, sort of similar to what I said about Grandfathered. They really rush through like, hey, let's make these two partners and in in like a really quick uh case there's a lot of exposition of what it what's happened to them and what problems they're dealing with and you know, Morse Chestnut smiles a lot and, <laughs> and that's it it is what he's good at. But they but they sort of just rush through this whole thing and then basically by the end they're partners and you're just like, well, couldn't we just started there instead of? Because <laughs> it just feels like they're just trying way too hard to be this quippy buddy cop type of thing. And if you like these type of shows, you know, like a Bones or Castle or uh, you know these types of of uh, cop procedurals, then maybe. After this first episode, when they are, you know, just got all of the, you know, the quick setup out of the way, you know, maybe. Uh, but I don't know. It also seems weird to me. It seems like it would actually pair better with Bones mm. than to than to lead off a night. Or it would be better to be after Empire instead of before Empire, since Empire was like the ratings juggernaut of last season. Uh, yeah, but they the can't put Empire networks. on at eight o'clock, though, can they? Probably not. But that's the yeah. problem with having you know, only two hours of programming tonight. Yeah. Oh. I don't know. I I I mean, yeah. I think I think a lot of what you're getting at is pilot problems, and that's you know, it's one of those things that 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 problem will be solved by the time the first the second episode rolls around. But no, I'm so tired of buddy cop police, you know, quirky non non standard pairings that. There's got to be a reason. There's got to be a hook. Um, you know, I was burned by, I mean, Bones, man, did Bones get bad quick. I, you know, maybe I'm alone in that alone in that perception, but I love Bones. And then it was like flipping a switch. And and Castle, I kind of the same way that, that Castle came on a little bit more, more slowly, how I stopped liking that show. But it, it's turned me off for watching anything like it. It's kind of one of the reasons – it's another one of the reasons why I'm not really looking forward to Minority Report. And it's it's why I'm not I'm not even going to give Rosewood a chance. You know, I'll, I'll, when I'll, get, I'll watch the pilot but with no expectations of watching the second episode. How about you, Andy? I mean that's good. 
<laughs> That's a good plan. With <laughs> you know, I don't know what a superstar pathologist is or how much money they make, but like this guy's weird. Like he's just weird. Like it was just like his his whole office is just creepy and weird. And it's because he's like, hey, like I'm a superstar pathologist. Like people are walking around knowing what that means and exactly what he can do. Like, yeah, I didn't he, know that was a thing. Like that yeah. there was that. I guess that I. Who calls I would, him? I guess I would. I guess there are probably private pathology labs and things. And you know, maybe I guess you would work with the the cops and stuff like that. But is there a lot of private <laughs> like things where you they're like, think- uh, yeah, we need us. We're we're gonna. We want you to send the body over here for a second opinion. I guess. I guess there's some of that type of stuff, but. He's like so good that he's got billboards around town about how, yeah like one eight hundred autopsy or something like that or something you know like, you and would think big, house would have called this guy a lot more his often. big smiling face it was it was very weird but he's all but he has that uh, he's also sort of the you know the the Sherlock Holmes type of he sees things that nobody else sees and oh. and is able to you know deduce that somebody actually jumped and wasn't pushed, you know, based on a couple of looking at their lips and their eyes, you know? Yeah. It's super weird. It's so, and it's very much like every other, it's very much like grandfather where it's just like, I'm awesome. Check out my awesome life. And then they're like, but no, 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 my hands shake and I might die. And I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, good. You're really handsome. And Everything seems fine. Like, shut up. Like, why, why? Like, get out of my face. Like, maybe you shouldn't be running so much there, heart guy. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. I don't know why I exist. It's totally going to be canceled pretty quickly. <laughs> As it should. Because it's garbage. Uh, I didn't enjoy watching it. It felt it felt like it was the longest pilot I ever watched. It felt super forced. And by the end of it, I was like, it would have made more sense if you would have just dropped us in the middle of these people's relationship, and maybe it's towards the beginning of it, and then, you know, just let us pick up some of the stuff along the way, but we had to, by the end of it, we had to know, like, full backstories, and each character had to know full backstories of the other, and uh, it just, but it takes place over... It's, it's what, like a couple of days, you know, sort of like the grandfather thing where it takes place over a couple of days. And you're just like, even so, this seems so forced and and fast uh, that maybe I'll check out a second episode just to see like if what it's like after they've gotten like all of that garbage out of the way. But uh, yeah, it didn't uh, super interest me. What about what about the return of Empire? Did either of you watch Empire in the first season, Anthony? No, I mean, I'm racist, so I didn't <laughs> watch it. But I mean to get, to get back to it. I mean, once that passes. <laughs> <laughs> once your bout of racism passes, you'll, you'll, you'll tune in. Yeah. Were you waiting for season two where it gets really, really good? Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> figured I could hold it one more season. How about you, and then I got to move on. No, all, all I know is if if I'm in the demographic for Empire, I'm insulted that you're pairing it with Rosewood. <laughs> I, you know, it's like, oh, oh, more chestnut. You know, put it on Thursday before. I mean, put it on Wednesday before Empire. Hey, you know, it'll be our demographic night. And I'm like, really? That's what you want to do? 
No, I um, I if you I wanted to not... do that, you could you could pair it up with with Sleepy Hollow, <laughs> the two mm-hmm. you know basically like break out female leads and then put Rosewood and Bones, which are the similar type of shows, on the same night, and maybe you maybe you could draw some of the Bones fans into watching Rosewood, which is a very similar. Uh, show, although that didn't work uh, for the Finder, nope, um, no. <laughs> but yeah, I I don't know. I Empire, I I liked it. I watched it until about halfway through the season. I still have the last six episodes sitting on my DVR. But every time I go to the DVR, I just sort of scroll past them. And even though I liked it, and I liked some of uh, you know, like Taraji P Henson, I liked. You know, so her that big character that she plays, and it's sort of fun to watch. But I think just right now, that type of big soapy drama, I'm just not in that headspace for that type of show. It's just not interesting to me. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't matter who's in it. Like I lost interest, even though I liked. You know, I kind of like Dallas. Uh, the re- you know the the reboot of Dallas. I lost interest in that in the last season, and then so did TNT. <laughs> and so it, it just I I don't know right now I mean I've kind of I'm I'm probably not going to watch How to Get Away with Murder in the second season. I still have a couple episodes of those left. Uh, that has a little bit m- more of a mystery element to it than than Empire does, but I think right now I keep watching Scandal for the ridiculous big sort of <laughs> drama even though that's gotten terrible too, I think. But just those type of shows that have the the ever increasing, like they have to top themselves, mm-hmm. and and when they come out of the gate, and every episode ends with like a bigger reveal and another reveal and another reveal. After a while, you just get reveal overload, and you go, "What could you possibly reveal next?" And then it becomes, I think, it becomes overly ridiculous, where you just have to where you keep having to speed through these things. Uh, so I, I don't know if I'm going to, uh, I haven't, haven't totally made the decision yet, but it, it's likely that those last episodes just get deleted. Mm. Uh, and, and then, you know, I just skip Wednesday nights on Fox. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm with you. Like you talked about having the big, I'm like Shonda is enough soapy for me and I'll watch her shows and, I, and I'll enjoy those shows. And I disagree. I'm still enjoying scandal, even though I want the president and her never to be in the same room ever again. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but like that's enough soap opera for me. It's like like Shonda like in Shonda I trust, but I don't need anything else. Like I mean I don't need to buy any more of those stories to to kind of lump on and um I will say I agree with you that there is this cycle of a lot of shows and I think Scandal kind of started it with the on the bigger networks of trying to top themselves and top themselves and top themselves. But the CW shows that are doing it are managing to pull it off and continue to be effective when doing it. So it can be done. That is true. Except for maybe Vampire Diaries. It's time to let it go, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll move on to Thursday, which is uh, which will be Bones starting up on October 1st. And that will be followed by Sleepy Hollow starting up on October 1st. And I don't know. I – I may continue to watch Bones. I mean, it's one of those things that I sort of just kept watching because I like some of the dynamic between some of the characters. And and it, it's like I've watched it this long. <laughs> you just sort of keep watching it out of, I don't know, habit. 
Uh, but I'm interested to see what they do with Sleepy Hollow with, you know, completely new showrunners. And, you know, they they took the show from the first season, which I thought it was pretty interesting, into the second season where they tried to, I don't know, lessen some of what made the first season good. They tried to make it more story of the week. Uh, they tried adding in some new characters that didn't work. And then they they sort of course corrected at the end of the season, but then still got rid of the showrunner and and stuff and brought in new people. So I'm interested to see what the show is in the third season, uh, whether after a couple episodes that's a show I'm interested in. I don't know, because there needs to be more than just the two or three times that he runs into something that he's unfamiliar with uh, to be to make the show interesting going forward. Yeah, it feels like after they fired everyone off the following, someone was like, hey, guys, did you know that we could fire everyone off the TV show? <laughs> and they're like, no. And they're like, yeah, we totally can. And they're like, let's do it. <laughs> like, and they just keep going with it. And it's, it does, it's not a surprise to me because Fox basically created Sleepy Hollow. Like after the pilot, they're like, we don't know what to do. So then they had to like create the whole story after they picked up the pilot. And then they had to keep creating more story. So, I mean, it feels like they should have just dumped everyone like they did because that's what they did with the following. And I don't know. The question is, why is it still on? If they have to, like, re, if they have to dump, it's not like you're like, this show is so great, but you guys making it stink. So, (laughs) (laughs) like, you guys got to go, but this awesome thing got to stay. We'll just find mm-hmm. awesome people to make this show. So, I mean, clearly it's still on the air because Fox owns everything and they make more money. It costs less to make. But it, I wish it wasn't the case. And I wonder if there would have been any good shows that would have been on if this, you know, if this isn't the, this wasn't the case. It's like House wouldn't have been on, you know, if Fox back then was sticking to their guns and only, you know, banking their produced content um but like hindsight (laughs) i blame i blame hart hansen for bones (laughs) who else would you blame it's his show no i don't know no he should have killed it a long like he should have killed it himself a long time ago well i am interested to see they basically it seemed like they were basically sending everybody on their separate ways i'm interested to see what the how they bring everybody back. Oh, how many times have we done that? <laughs> a million. Yeah, I don't even need to have seen the last episode, you know, because yeah, they've done that before, right? Yeah. Like, they do it every other year, I think, right? Well, one, yeah, one, one time Booth went into the military and they, and then they like picked up after he returned. And it's just like, guys, that was, that was a pretty big leap. Who thought of that one? Hard Hanson. They send them away for the summer onto some project or something, and then something brings them all back. I bet it's a murder. Yes. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> Maybe of somebody close to them or uh, who knows. But yeah, we'll move on to Friday uh, real quick. Friday will be MasterChef Junior and World's Funniest Fails, uh, which could also explain much of the rest of the Fox lineup. Mm. Uh, maybe that's just a clip show of the rest of the stuff <laughs> the they're the playing. <laughs> <laughs> it's a best of. I'm actually more interested in those shows than anything else on the network. That's true. (laughs) It's like a reverse reverse best of of the week. Uh, Those start up on uh, the 6th of November. 
Uh, and then Fox will have college football uh, starting up on uh, the 5th of September uh, on Saturday nights. And uh, I think uh, I think we we already got sort of your v- overview of the Fox schedule there, Ivy, with the, the since you're looking forward to Scream Queens most. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How about you, Anthony? What do you think of the sort of overall schedule? Uh, I think you pretty much said it sucked. <laughs> no, it's terrible. I mean, Fox is usually usually makes great decisions, especially since they have such limited scheduling. And it used to be because all their shows were powerhouse. They're like, we can't bring any more shows on because our shows are so awesome they're just kicking it and now it's like our shows suck so bad we're keeping them on and we're bringing more on it's and like it's fox like, is the new nbc <laughs> it's totally true i don't know how they became it either like they usually they used to make great decisions but now it's just like you know how to make a tv show nope and then me either they're like, what do we like what are, <laughs> fire everyone fire everyone from the tv show you want to keep and like and you can tell by because they're doing – they're literally firing everyone that works on the show. They don't know what they're doing. So they're just like, I guess this will work. And it's like, is it that hard to find someone that has a story and to make a good show and to put it on the air? And I don't know. Like sometimes like <laughs> Overstock.com has their own original programming. Like <laughs> – <laughs> like stories are out there. Actually, that would be a great place to put canceled shows, like their remaining episodes that don't get aired. Oh, you can find them at overstock.com TV. Uh, that, that seems like that would totally, that would totally work. You just created a new model. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, I've always said that there should be like a, a cable channel that, or some place where you can just get that they just they put stuff out there that for you to check out. That didn't that didn't make it like even maybe some of the canceled or, you know, some of the pilot episodes that didn't even get picked up and maybe you end up finding something out where people will go and watch these things and go, why did they not pick this one up? This is the best thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and then you can dip back in there and maybe pull it back out. Uh, but as mentioned previously, multiple times on the show with the number of TV shows, we don't really need to pick up anymore. <laughs> <laughs> we might need to we might need to get get rid of a few. With that, that's uh, that's our look at uh, Fox uh, Fall uh, 2015. Uh, if we if we get a chance to see Minority Report or Scream Queens before uh, they air, we'll update you though with some, update you with some thoughts on those in a future podcasts. And we'll move on to the primetime segment. I, I will say this, Jason, before you move on. All right, I actually. I'm kind of looking forward to Lucifer, which is a mid-season show at Fox, just because it's got that hook. It's a it's a police procedural, but it's it's got something a little bit different about it, you know, like it being the devil. <laughs> that's, <laughs> the devil helps that's you solve unique. crimes. That's that's a twist. Uh, so yeah, well, as sometimes happens when you go and look at. At some of the, you see all these shows that get picked up, and you're like, "Oh, that one looks interesting. That one looks interesting. That one looks interesting." And then you go, "Okay, when are they going to be scheduled? Wait, why are all the interesting shows not coming till January?" Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's like, <laughs> why? I don't, I don't understand. Uh, but uh, we'll jump into the primetime segment. Prime time. Uh, yeah, there we go. <laughs> there it is. Thank you for your uh, Amory impersonation, there, Ivy. First up, sex and drugs and rock and roll. Uh, season one, episode seven, uh, supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Julie freaking Andrews. 
Uh, and <laughs> the, that, sweet. That's, this, is, this is a good title <laughs> for the episode. Good, good, good title for So, Anthony, what do you uh, what are you thinking about sex and drugs, sex and, rock and, and, drugs and, and rock and roll? I always feel weird asking that question because you're. Just no, like, I mean, I love I love I, all four. Would you like some? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that was the uh, that was like the joke. Uh, somebody at Comic Con was like, "What are you doing later today?" And they were like, "I'm doing sex and drugs and rock and roll." And I was like, uh, "The press room or just in general?" You know. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Oh my gosh! I'm so glad I don't have to type that title. Like I was shoot <laughs> when I saw that, I was like, oh, "I don't want to type that ever." It's such a long title. <laughs> so many ampersand. I love the show generally. I think it's really good, but it shouldn't be 30 minutes. And the problem is, it is 30 minutes, and I don't like watching it as 30 minutes. Uh, when they gave me the screener, I watched all episodes. I think it was five they gave us. Yeah. And it was great. It was a great watch because Dennis Leary can completely handle 60 minutes. Like, knock it out of the park. No problem. And when you watch a show, you feel like he's going to knock it out of the park in 60 minutes. Then all of a sudden the credits roll and you're like, where's the rest of my story that we're used to seeing from Dennis Leary. And they're like, Oh, it's next episode. And it's like, well, that's great. Cause I have five of them, but for the average viewer, they have to sit there going, why is this 30 minute show over when it doesn't feel like it's over. And we've seen Dennis Leary do more better and longer. And I don't know why they didn't give him more for the show. Cause it's a comedy, but it's ba- it's basically similar. It feels similar to uh, rescue me and it doesn't fit within the 30 minute that they're giving them. And I don't know why that happened, but um, I think this episode, super Califragil- the freaking Julie Andrews, um, I think is a good example of that because it was a good episode, but there's not enough before or after it immediately that you're kind of excited about or you're interested about or something to latch on to. And I, that's what scares me with the show is I would cancel the show just because it's a terrible way to present a Dennis Leary story or I'd extend it, but I certainly wouldn't. I don't know how they're airing it. They might air it back-to-back episodes, um, which would also make me sad because that means they burn through them quicker. But, like, I don't know. When you got Dennis Leary and he feels like he has something, just kind of, like, let him run with it, especially because of all the exam- uh, all the proven times in the past. And I don't know. I mean, I like it. I hope it gets renewed, but I hope something else changes with it. Because even, the, like, the girl Liz, it's great. Dennis Leary making a, a, a woman version of him to play against him. Uh, the characters are great, some great um, supporting actors. But the show isn't big enough to tell the story that I want uh, to hear. And, and that just makes me sad. What about you, Jason? Yeah, I think it, it does kind of feel that a little bit like like they're just getting into something and then they then they're done. Uh, it seemed like there was like way more they could have delved into with his relationship with his mother, you know, maybe some more inter- interactions uh you know with the granddaughter and or maybe some more with the father who had we met before. <laughs> it's been a while no, since I, I like watched so. the episodes. It seemed like they talked like they had they had met him they had met or something like that. And I was like, but had we seen that? That seems, uh, it, it does feel like there's maybe, it could be a little bit more, uh, 
maybe a longer show or they could put some of these things into they could double up some of these things and put and create a, a longer story where for each episode but i i i enjoy it it's sometimes it's over the top or it it, it usually ends with some type of weird uh, like this episode ended with like you knew it was oh. going there. Oh yeah, you no, know? that was no. I didn't know. No, no, no. I did not know it was going there. <laughs> well, you knew it was going somewhere there because the guy was telling about the the barbecue ribs, and then you also saw the other guy hitting on or the the older lady hitting on him, and you sort of knew that something was going to happen. Maybe not what we saw or what was happening, but you knew something was going to happen at some point with those two things. Uh, at the end of the episode, but then they sort of amp it up. It's probably a little more than you thought was going to happen. But the, the, the show, the show is pretty. It, there's some funny moments. Uh, I'm not a big music guy, so uh, some of the humor based off of musical references and stuff like that don't. Some of them fall a little flat for me because I don't have the reference point. Yeah, but I, I do. I do enjoy the show. But like you said, uh, when you got the screener, I watched the first five. It's like you know, right in a row. Uh, and you're like, Oh, I want more of this. And then, uh, you have to, to wait. The one thing I, I, I will say that is interesting that I noticed when I, uh, I went, I went out, I don't even remember what I was looking for or why I went out there looking for it, uh, but out on demand, uh, for the episodes and they have on Comcast, they have both the aired version and the explicit version. Oh, wow. And apparently the explicit version has, you know, they don't bleep out any of the curse words and uh, things of like that. So, you know, uh, it's a very Anthony Ocasio version of the episode that oh, you yeah. can get access to. You. And I, I thought that was interesting that they're putting both of those out on demand. So, you know, if you want to watch it, you know, the next day or whatever, you can watch, you know, you can choose... You could it's like choose your own adventure of of how you'd want to watch it. What's What's even more interesting is they're releasing the soundtrack to each uh, episode on iTunes the next day, even with the original song. So there's like a big push for the show in many ways, except from the for the length. Like it feels like they're really trying to make the show something, except they're like we don't. I mean, it's great, guys, but we only got thirty minutes, <laughs> and I don't know. It just. It scares me, but I will be honest. Um, not it wasn't until this episode, and I don't think he did it before. But Bob Kelly, that plays the drummer, uh, in this episode, I was like, "Wow, like he's coming off really gay in this episode." And then the the way it ended, I'm like, "I don't even know what to think about that." Like, why is I didn't know that was going to be a story? He and he really likes ribs, man. And that's the great thing. If this was a, a Dennis Leary 60-minute show, this would have been the middle point, and then we would have gotten 30 minutes of them dealing with that situation like that they found him in, and you would have felt fulfilled. It would have been great. Instead of the, I won't tell if you won't tell? Yeah. Like end. it was just like a wah-wah ending. <laughs> and you're just like, what? You can't just like wank off a guy and just go wah wah and then hit the credit button like what am i you're not south park like get off of it dennis leary can tell me a story i want to see dennis leary tell me a story like i've done before not like you hit me with like a wank off joke and then like hit the credits like that is, <laughs> that's just like what <laughs> like, uh, and on that note we'll move on to the next show on the list <laughs> which is there's that classic segue yes. 
<laughs> which is uh, Fear the Walking Dead, uh, season one, episode two. So close. Yet so far, which I think is a very apt description of this show. Um, they, I mean, they nailed it. Uh, it is, it is so close to being good, yet so far from actually being good. Yes. What, what, what do you think, Anthony? I feel like ABC made a zombie show and AMC bought it and put it on the air and called it Fear the Walking Dead. I hate the show. Like I hate looking at it. I don't like listening to it. The story. When I think about it, it hurts my head. I'll be honest with you. I tried to watch the second episode. I got like 10 minutes in. My internet gave up. I gave up. It was a mutual decision between <laughs> both of us. <laughs> and I could, my life is better because of it. I watched the, fir- the first episode. If you could have high-fived watch- your internet, you would have. You're like, thanks, internet. Well, I was like, this show sucks. And the internet was just like, Bleh. And I was like, yeah, I know. And I was like, well, let's try to watch it again. And it was like, Bleh. And I was like, all right, I got it. I'm going to watch something else. So I watched Sex and Drugs and Rock and Roll. <laughs> but the, my problem with the show is it's proof that AMC has no idea what they're doing when they're making a show. Better Call Saul is good because it's the same guys. Breaking Bad, uh, like Vince Gilligan is there helping, making it look great. They're still they're doing the same thing, basically. Fear the Walking Dead, AMC's like, all right, guys, we know what to do. Let's do it. And they did it. And it looks terrible. It looks like a Lifetime show. It feels like a Lifetime show. And then there's zombies in it. And these guys are like seven seasons behind where I am in Walking Dead. They need to watch Walking Dead because <laughs> I'm bored with Walking Dead and I'm bored with them. Because for some reason, we went way too far back in time. They're like, no, we're going to show you how the zombie outbreak happens. And then they're like, see? And I'm like, no, no, fast forward a little bit. Like fast forward a little, like a lot of bit. Because I don't want to watch this. I don't want to, like I don't want people to be scared of coughs for half an episode, like or like. Did you get bit or is it brash? It's I don't care. Like you look stupid on the screen. It feels like a TV. Like this feels like Sci-Fi Channel made a Walking Dead parody movie, except Sci-Fi would have made it better and it would have been more entertaining. Well, and that's a fact. Nation. Yeah, mm-hmm. Z Nation has some better. Like I think in some ways. Z Nation is a lot better than Walking Dead. In many ways, iZombie is a lot better than Walking Dead because there's actually substance to this stupid <laughs> terror. <laughs> like it's like what are, I wouldn't be scared of the Walking Dead people by now if I had to deal with this crap every day constantly. But for some reason, these guys can't get their stuff together. And I just don't want – I don't care about children being in danger. And then this one kid has premonitions of the zombie – Thing happening i don't know what that means but the kid that you mean the kid that's been doing the the internet research he's been keeping up keeping tabs on this five state area on things he's seen in the, on the internet and he just seems to know basically how everything is going to, to be demolished in in the near future yeah that's a that's a weird little storyline what do you think uh, ivy i uh, i'm holding off on this I've decided because of all of the hate that Anthony just no, I mean that that, <laughs> that the off? internet has just dropped on this show. I I'm going to watch it. I'm going to wait and binge it all at the same time. I was really disappointed in the pilot. I I knew like the the thing about The Walking Dead is I, I always wanted to see society devolve. I'd like the fact that they skipped the 30 days in Rick's coma, like irritated me. Like to me, that's the most interesting thing is watching. It's like the best part of the stand. It's like watching the world fall apart. And so I'm really looking forward to them doing that. 
but man, was that first episode boring. And I've only I've heard the second one was only like marginally better. So it's like it okay, it was, the, worse. it was marginally worse. Oh, that's what most, agree, most of the yeah. reviews I saw today thought that it was was marginally better. And but, I I saw that too, and I don't get it because all of the things that were sort of annoying about the first episode were things that were kind of annoying because. Like Anthony said, we're way ahead. We know what's coming. We know what's going on. So watching them not know what's happening, while it makes sense in the story, it's you know it's kind of annoying and frustrating. Well, in the second episode, based on the way the first episode ends, this group of people, this family, you know, at least the parents and the son, have seen some crazy stuff happen right in front of their eyes, and they know something's messed up. <laughs> Yet... For some reason, when they finally find their daughter, they don't really <laughs> fill her in on what the real problem of like what's really going on. And so she almost decides to take off uh, while they're out trying to find while the one guy's out trying to find her other son. And she's out trying to find drugs for her son who's trying to, you know, wean his habit here in the at the beginning of the zombie apocalypse. And, <laughs> you know, what a difficult time. And so she's like going to like take off to go back and take some soup to her boyfriend who at this point looks like he may be sick. And if he's as sick as he looked, you know, if he dies, he's going to turn. I, I have a feeling that maybe he's going to be the one uh, African-American character on the show that doesn't die, uh, that maybe they're just faking you out there. Cause it really looked like they were going to kill all of them off here in the first two episodes. Uh, but that's a completely different controversy about the show. <laughs> but then the mom, while off having to do stuff or get, get some drugs, she ends up you know, having to do something and see some more wacky, crazy cr stuff uh, and gets you know, more information download from the weird kid that, that's been you know, keeping up on what's going down on the Internet uh, and then comes back and her daughter keeps asking her what's going on and she like, still won't tell her. And then she sees something happening outside across the street and the daughter wants to go out and help. And the mom's like, no, you can't go out there. But, and she's like, but why? And I'm just like, it's been like eight hours since you picked her up and you haven't filled her in on what you've seen. It makes no sense to me whatsoever. It's terrible writing. It's the type of stuff that you do. You have characters not communicate for the express reason of being able to create tension later on that is just false tension because all you had to do was tell them something. There's a scene in the second episode where the dad is driving and he's talking. I can't remember if he's talking to somebody on the phone or if he's talking to somebody in the car or whatever. And he literally says like something like, not now I'll explain later. And you're like, no, explain now. <laughs> explain it now. Everybody needs to know what you've seen, especially your family members and the people you care about. Right. They need to know this information now. Whether they, they might think you're a little crazy at first, but you tell them. And then when mom says, yeah, I saw that too, <laughs> you know, that's why we're heading out of town. You, you fill in the rest of your family members is, oh, uh, that's such a frustrating writing thing in shows where stuff is happening and the only reason the person is in trouble is because somebody just couldn't take the time the last time they bumped into somebody to fill them in on what's going on. Mm. 
and that yes. it, that made the uh, the second episode even more frustrating than the first episode because now they'd actually seen some stuff and they had something to tell, and it was more than just the druggy son that had seen something. So it, uh, it was, oh, yeah, man, the, the show was super even more frustrating in the second episode than, uh, and 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 I don't get the. I I also don't get the scheduling of hey, hey we we we're, here's Fear the Walking Dead new show we're we're only doing six episodes, uh, but we're going to premiere it before the Labor Day holiday and we're going to show you two episodes and then take that week off because we don't think people watch TV on Labor Day holiday weekend and then we'll come back. I'm like really it's six episodes you couldn't find six straight weeks that you could show <laughs> the, the show without taking a break. Uh. It, it, it makes no sense to me either. So they well, don't you watch know. TV on Labor Day weekend. They don't, Kyle. They don't. People just don't believe me. They don't watch TV on Sunday night of a three day weekend. I'm just saying they don't do it. <laughs> I'm sure they're probably like. I mean, this show is okay, but we're not going to dip into our Walking Dead marathon money that we get for airing The Walking Dead over and over again on holidays. <laughs> and you know, maybe they don't watch TV, but you know, maybe you started after Labor Day, maybe you started oh, yeah. a few weeks before Labor Day and finished no, it. No, cuz then it, yeah, cuz then it would bump up too close to Walking Dead, so then the stink would rub off on <laughs> the gem. <laughs> well, that that's the well, that's the other thing too is like why why wouldn't you if you thought this was good or whatever, why wouldn't you just play it in the 6 weeks leading up to the premiere of the other? You know so why. you have so you have, you know, 16 weeks of Walking Dead instead of you have two weeks and the week off and then four weeks and then a couple weeks off and then 10 weeks of The Walking Dead. And then you're just like, OK. So, I mean, so this is what you got to be excited about. AMC saw this and they're like, love it. Let's air it. <laughs> and then they're like, Walking Dead this season. Really excited about it, guys. You're going to love it. And you're like, whoa, you already just served me one piece of crap. How do I know? I mean, like, clearly your judgment it is not good. So that's why I'm not excited about Walking Dead. I gave up on Walking Dead a while ago. Like when the third firing, I gave up. <laughs> yeah, the third behind the scenes change. Yeah, I mean, more yeah. the show. <laughs> You're like, I think okay. the makeup. Yeah, Greg Nicotero is now like executive producer on the show. Like by the time they got down to hint, like if this was like the presidency, like we're pretty far down. Of like people that are gone. We're in, order to get... we're in the cabinet. Yeah, like just, like some guy named Jesse that sits in the corner. They're like, "You're up, you're up, dude." And then he like his idea was just like, "Let's start a new country." Like this one's going pretty good. We'll just let this one go, and then we'll start a new country. People love it. We'll call it Fear of the United States. Yeah. Uh, that's that's the last ship where they come across the. The guy way down the line that is actually now the president. But uh, we're not talking about the last ship. But we are talking about another TNT show. Segway, baby. Falling yeah. Skies. <laughs> Professional Skies, right Season there. 5, Episode 10, Reborn, the series finale of Falling Skies. I'm excited. What did you think, Ivy, of the season finale of Falling Skies? What did you think of first, like, the whole last season to me, it felt like they were just jogging in place uh, to buying time, and then they just sort of sped through like this finale. Thank God it's over. I just it's 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 one of those things. There's there's nothing that hurts more than to watch a show you know used to be so good, just not live up to what it used to be, and struggle and 
go off and just do some weird, weird things and then just finally be – it's the, the best part about – the best part about last night's finale or, or Sunday night's finale was the credits where they did all of the see all of the people that ever worked on the show and then boom, it was over. And I was like, oh, that's so great. Thank goodness they were able to leave us with something – a good taste in our mouth of some kind because the show itself, no, no, no. The one thing I guess I am glad about is that they didn't go with – there was apparently the idea to do something that leaves it with there's still an alien out there or there's still – like it's not really over. <laughs> like, like we think Uh-oh. we got like all – like when it – you know, something where like when it goes up into the sky, maybe, you know, something blasts across the sky or something and you're just like, mm-hmm. oh, maybe we didn't – so you weren't uh, – you weren't real big on the – the ending being that uh, this alien had sent her daughter, you know, thousands of years ago, and it got she got killed by the <laughs> the the people on Earth back then who were savages. What? And, and, no. and then and then she had waited all this time and and it instituted this plan to take over and and kill the earth because of her daughter had killed was killed no, years uh, before no, uh. that's the finale that's the no finale. i mean okay maybe i'm dumb the aliens <laughs> can't talk do they still use like talk through people no oh, the queen they, could talk the queen could oh talk and she was like one of the other daughter. alien races could talk uh, because they had the ability to i don't know learn a language real quick or or or, or, <laughs> yeah, or, yeah, or, yeah. or just just automatically download like how people talked and 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 or have some sort of weird translation that happened uh, uh, so that they could they could speak whatever language they needed to. Uh, that was that was super convenient with the with the, with the volm. Uh, but yeah, that was the ultimate finale. Was that was the whole reasoning uh, behind. The thing, the sad thing is, is that it seems like that is the idea that they came up with between the end of season four and creating season five. This is not, I guess on no. the whole, I guess on the whole, at least that's not the idea they had since the beginning <laughs> and that they stuck with it. It's something they came mm. up with at the end as, uh, because they wanted to show that, you know, even on the alien side, it was, it was all about family. I don't know. I was overall, I was really disappointed in this final season. It felt like they were treading water. They killed Pope three times. Uh, <laughs> that that guy just wouldn't die. It would mm. have been so much more interesting if the first time he came across if you had just shot him in the head. That would have been a much better <laughs> ending. Uh, then they tried to give him sort of a redeeming death at the end of the the thing. And you're just like, really? I'm still trying to figure out because he took her body back to the water. Oh, Kai does it. But it was don't it, don't try don't the, try to apply logic to it. It was the exact same place that he had met before, which was not far from where their camp was. But their camp was miles away from Washington D.C. So had he really walked all that way? <laughs> like, well, there's a couple of things that play there. <laughs> he, I mean, he's a liar. Was, <laughs> did he at least grab a car at some point, and we just didn't see that? Uh, it's, well, there, oh man, that. I was like, wait, it, okay. They used he used the same transportation to get back and forth from D.C. to the Virginia Beach area, you know where I live. That uh, NCIS uses every week. It's like, oh, we got to go to Norfolk. <laughs> Twenty minutes later, guys, that's a four-hour drive. With uh, and if there's any traffic, it could be six. I'm not, I mean, not that I'm saying from experience or anything. I just there was nothing. There was nothing redeeming about this episode. I mean, first off, 
I don't I, I don't even know why they needed to invent a reason for the invasion in the first place. It wasn't necessary. You know, evil aliens invade. Like, do we need to give them motivation? I take that back. There, there was something cool about the finale. There was one thing. Um, and using Trisha Helfer to voice the queen. That, 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 that was actually kind of a, ni- a neat twist. But yeah, the, the idea – I mean, first off, po, like the whole – why did we need to create this conflict between Pope and – Tom and and rebuild that conflict because they said, oh, this show was so much better when they were on edge. Well, yeah, it was. But now making them hate each other again out of nowhere, like I don't even care if you came up with a good reason to do it, which uh, admittedly they did. But yeah, it's just no. Pope was Pope was so and I like Colin Cunningham and I liked the character in general. But it's like make up your it's like you're right. Killing him three times. Yeah, that's one thing. But they also like changed his personality seven times. So, you know, in the beginning, in the beginning, he was like a, um, you know, like the things that he had done to Maggie and like that whole like where we came from. Like I didn't care about yeah. Oh, I cannot think coherently about how bad. Oh, let's take a trip through the tunnel for 20 minutes because obviously we've got to save money for the special effects of the finale. <laughs> it's like it's like obviously we ran out of money. So we're going to write this whole sequence where we're going to walk through some tunnels and we're going to take the kid. We're going to take yeah, our strike team has the 10 year old. They had glowing baby egg things in the tunnel. So, you know, they, they baby had to be- baby is Finney. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, which which led to nothing. I mean, relevance to the final plot of having those babyish many there. Like a baby rattlesnake is more deadly than a than a grown up. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, oh, is that a fact? You just... <laughs> yeah, apparently. Yes, that was a, that was a little knowledge drop from <laughs> in, in Thank the episode. Coach was there to tell us that. And then and then uh, it, well, we also got to. Uh, you know the one biker guy that just showed up in this last episode. He got to be the the guy that just like had to shine his flashlight and try and touch it, you know, and then just gets annihilated. For, you mean for doing you mean, so? You mean the the first off? You you recognize who that was? That uh, was Jeff He from Lost, the pilot. Well, that was that that was he. But he he stayed alive. It was his second in command guy that was the one that got annihilated by the, oh, the yeah. baby is Finney. Uh, of course, you have to bring Jeff Fahey in at some point into your side. You know? <laughs> he's, got, he's got to make an appearance. But uh, it's it's. But even still, it's like why was why was the biker guy with him? Didn't we tell Jeff Fahey and his team that they were going to hit everything with artillery? Yeah, Just and like, then and then but then that yeah, but then that guy comes with them, even though the one guy gives the speech about you know it, you don't need to die to have you know or whatever. The guy still basically does something stupid and dies. Yeah, uh, there was there was nothing smart. There was nothing good. Even the coda, and I was like, at least at least give me a good ten years later that shows everybody happily ever after. Nope, we've got to magically bring Anne back to life. Which okay, you know, I'm fine with it. But just don't leave us before the coda that no, we weren't able to magically bring her back to life. I just and and the idea that the the producers were talking on Monday about how well we couldn't we couldn't kill Ann off we figured we'd killed enough people and I'm like no you didn't kill anybody of yeah, relevant they, they, it's they, like somebody they did like, have three people die but one guy had died twice already <laughs> at least we thought he had <laughs> and the other people were one guy that we just met in that episode so you know total red shirt <laughs> and. The other one was a guy that we've only met just a few episodes ago, 
uh, as that was part of the the army base or the base you know that was at the base that they started staying at for the last few episodes. Yeah, so for as much cost as this war supposedly placed on them, none of our other than yeah, other than Pope, who but who'd had so many character turns nobody cared about him. Nobody that anybody cared about has died since Tech die. I mean, like, when was the last time a character anybody actually cared about died on the show? Because Mira Sorvino, I'm sorry, we, I didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, but but be, I mean, seriously, when was the last time anybody of 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 consequence died on this show? Anybody that we cared or liked? Nobody ever. Tech. <laughs> yeah, like I said, tech, tech died. And like I, that was the last time that I actually like had an emotional attachment to the show. I was like, oh. Tech died. That that really sucks. Yeah, it was all no. people that sort of had some connection to somebody. You know, a daughter dying, or or in this case, a couple of daughters died. There's a lot of Ton- daughters as, that, as, as you said, tons of red shirts. Yeah. <laughs> tons and tons of red shirts. No, and the the only the only good thing about this this entire last season is I really did like the arc with the commander at the base. And was she, you know, like, was she just going crazy? Was she, you know, complete, like, where, where, what she was doing? And I, I, I did enjoy that and, and her connection to the colonel and, and all that kind of stuff. I, but that was it. For the entire season, there was one good arc. And I'm sorry because this was such a show yeah, in the beginning. It was a decent arc, that, but also that went on too long. Like, it took way too yeah. long for anybody to be suspicious of what was yeah. going on. And they just invented reasons to be reasons for them to be stuck in the Tidewater, Virginia area. And I'm just like, guys, I live here. Not all that great to be around. <laughs> get to DC and kill some aliens. I mean, even in this final episode, they get attacked. And then after the attack, they're like, Oh, well, we can't head off in the, yeah, now, we can't, we gotta wait we can't till sneak out at night. We've got to wait till the day to run away. <laughs> yeah, like, what? <laughs> Uh, so we get a campfire chat, and uh, Tom gets to make another speech, and then completely flips his his character ch- development in the last ten episodes. Oh, I don't, no! You remember how I told you to kill people? You know, do you find your warrior? No, we need to be shiny, happy people. Yeah, because we're, people we're with done. alien, alien, you know, virus bombs. Yeah, Jeez. that that luckily the. The beer brewer knew how to change into not, oh, be, <laughs> not being deadly to humans as well. All right. I think that's enough of all these guys. You know, and I, I feel so like just to be meta for a second, the the three of my space guys that, you know, that, that started their website based on the show and are just like trying to find positive things to say about <laughs> it. I'm like, I felt so bad for them on Twitter last night. I was like, guys, I – the way to way to be way to be way to find some positive in this because I couldn't do it. Well, not nearly as the people that built stuff around under the dome, but you know, still. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, with that, we'll move on to TV recommendations. Uh, first up, my recommendation is uh, Netflix's Narcos that uh, just started up last Friday. It's a look at sort of the rise of Pablo Escobar. But I think it's told in it's it's sort of a slow burn, but it's told in an interesting way. Uh, there might be a little bit too much uh, voiceover in the way that they're doing it, but it has this sort of documentary feel to it. But then also they're showing you, you know, actual live action things that could have been what actually happened, since it's you know a fictionalized version of historical events. Uh, I think the guy that they chose to play Pablo Escobar doesn't look exactly like him, but they made him look enough alike him 
that it it's kind of interesting. And they go back and forth between showing at times uh, real footage or real photos, and then they move into actual storytelling. And so that's where it kind of feels like it's kind of a documentary. But I think the acting is really uh, interesting. I think that it's interesting to take sort of a longer look at this where uh, it's not just him. You're you're getting a little bit more background and uh, story around uh, some of the DEA, DEA agents that were after him and also some of the other people that were in his organization. And I don't know, I've seen the first, I've watched the first three episodes so far and I, I think it's, you know, it's a pretty solid drama. It's not, you know, it's not their best you know, type of thing. Uh, it sort of falls into that vein of it might be a little too slow for some people, but if you like things, you know, sort of historical fiction, crime drama, like, why am I blanking on the, what was the HBO show? Boardwalk Empire. Mm. You know, something like that, uh, but with a little bit different twist on how they're telling the story. Uh, if you like those type of stories, I think it's uh, it's worth checking out. How about you, Anthony? What's your recommendation? I when I when you said uh, recommend an old show, I gave you a really old show, and then you guys are doing new shows, so I feel terrible about doing a super old show. Well, you can recommend whatever you want. Okay. Well, then I'm going to change it. I recommend <laughs> nobody watches the unauthorized Full House story. It's garbage. It's so terrible. Half the stuff isn't even true. How they got canceled, everything. Most of the stuff's not true. It's not even the same set. They didn't even make it look, try to make it look like the Full House set. It doesn't look like the kitchen. It's very weird. I mean, I guess the guy that plays Bob Saget is doing, is literally doing what you would call a Bob Saget impression. And I mean, that's the most impressive thing that there is a Bob Saget impression and he's kind of doing it. Uh, but overall, terrible, 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 unauthorized movie. And I'm saying that because the Saved by the Bell unauthorized movie was actually very nice. It was actually pretty good. It wasn't terrible. There's like a whole – because it's based off a of Screech book. There's this whole angle about how like Screech is the hero and everything, which is garbage. But everything else, it was just like – so we made a TV show. They became really popular and everyone's just normal. Like, nothing really terrible happened in it. And this one, you know, it was just like, Bob, stop saying terrible things in front of the kids. So it's like a 50-50 proposition on whether these are these will be good or not. And so are, are you looking forward to the unauthorized 90210? <laughs> no. See, I don't like that show. I hope it's garbage. And I know a lot of dirty stuff went on behind the scenes of that show. Uh, I'd rather watch the Merrill's Place one, to be honest with you. But, I mean, I'd rather watch the Family Matters one as well. But I don't know. I like that in the in the days of everybody sort of, you know, all these different reboots and these different shows getting or or getting continuations or all these things that that uh, Lifetime's come out with. Hey, why don't we make some unauthorized biographies of the behind the scenes of all these shows? That'll be our way in on capitalizing on these shows <laughs> that people used to really like. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. I guess people really enjoyed, uh, I guess, uh, over the weekend, there was uh, the OC, the musical, somewhere in L.A. People really enjoyed really? that, uh, supposedly. What? So that sweet. Like a stage play of it. So, you know, lots of this stuff is happening. <laughs> these, going back to these favorite shows of the past and then doing something weird around them. What is your recommendation, Ivy? 
Continuum season four finally, finally drops, um, I guess, this Friday in Canada, next Friday in the United States. So you can catch up. It gives you time to catch up on the, the first three seasons on Netflix if you want to. It's uh, if you've not watched it, it's, it's one of those good science fiction shows that that nobody really gave much of a chance to, although it has seen four seasons, it's seen its fourth season, fourth and final season. Uh, it was scheduled to come out earlier this summer, but was pushed back. So uh, I'm ready for it. I'm excited. I, I can't wait to, to see how they kind of wrap that story up. It's been a, a smart or I mean, at, at sometimes smart kind of. Uh, exploration of whole time, you know, time travel type stories, and um, it's had some really good. It's one of those one of those shows that if you're a if you're a fan of any given Canadian actor, he's probably <laughs> he's been on the <laughs> probably been on it somewhere along the way. So, like, I don't know if either of you guys watch it, but I'm a big fan uh, uh, and looking forward to seeing what happens in this final season. So, no, I'm I'm as well. I'm 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 really glad. This is the type of thing I think that should happen. Uh, with shows like this that have gone, you know, three seasons but are in sort of a spot where probably not the best financially to maybe keep going, but you've gone that far to not give people closure to the story that you've been telling, I think is would be completely ridiculous. So I'm glad that even though it's a short, like six episode season, that they mm-hmm. they still fired it back up and are going to give a conclusion t- to the story. You know, it ends up you end up with the like 45 episodes or something like that with the with that those final episodes. So I'm glad that they've, they've done that. I'm glad that that seems to be happening more often uh, in these types of uh, shows that have gone on. Cause I think once you've gone into the 20, 30 plus episodes and people have been watching, I think you almost owe them some sort of closure that they've stuck with you that long. Uh, so I'm glad that that's, that show's coming back. I, I, I definitely recommend that as well if and if you haven't watched the show it's it's a good one to go back and watch mm-hmm. it's you know it's got a little bit of a cop procedural element to it but it has the interesting time travel bit of she's from the future back in the past and she's trying to get back there because she you know her so you wanted to like say that. it you wanted to say back to the future i know okay. she wants to get back to the future but she's also trying to do things there's some other people that got sent back and she's trying to stop them from changing things, but how much is really getting changed and is the future that she goes back to really going to be the same? Uh, you know, how much is too much change uh, and how much as she also learns over the course of it is the society that she was a part of. Is that really a future that should be like what comes, you know, mm. It's always had an interesting perspective where the people that are sort of terrorists in these in this day and age, while their methods are bad, they actually sort of have a point based yeah. on the society that's been developed, you know, that they came from. Uh, so there's been there's a lot of interesting elements that they that they hit on within the framework of, you know, a procedural cop show, but that has, you know, a lot a lot bigger ambitions and hits on them pretty well a lot of the time. Mm hmm. Yeah, and Luvia Peterson as Jasmine Garza is phenomenal. Like she's such a not like not big important role, but just manages to be freaking outstanding in everything. And she's the person that just yells a lot, but she's just so dynamic. I just I don't know. I, you know, I'm just it's it, it's it's a good show. It's a good show. You should watch it. <laughs> you, should, you, should, you should watch it. It is a good show. It's called Continuum. 
I swear to God, like that's every you, uh, Canadian show recommendation. Like anyone that recommends a Canadian show, they're just like, no, it's really good. Like, <laughs> well, that's the thing though here recently is there's been some, you know, more Canadian productions that are really good. Uh, that saying it's a Canadian show used to be sort of a like a not putting a knock on a show. You know, I I'd still give that knock to like something like Rookie Blue. Uh, but there's other. <laughs> hey, other hey, you show. back up. You take that back. <laughs> Just I because like it has it. a pretty lead doesn't mean the show is good, Ivy. <laughs> no, but it's see to me like that's what I I like that show. It, it, it's it's fun. It's and it, she's I don't even think the lead is the prettiest person on the show. If you're going to be like that, <laughs> uh, and not the character, and, and which is not to say that Missy Peckham is not a beautiful woman. But that's you know it's funny because I, I think the the last time I was on the show I recommended a a canadian show flashpoint so yeah which was also really good yeah and had a lot of the same actors show up in it (laughs) apparently apparently there's not that many actors in canada Uh, yeah if you're if you were watching dark matter here recently and you're missing roger cross he'll be back on continuum when that shows up so (laughs) i keep i keep expecting the um, two on dark matter like i keep not understanding why that's not i keep my head keeps saying that should be lexa dog like that should be the girl from from continuum like the two of them should just be together it's a canadian show why isn't it happening uh i don't know i'm sure they'll they'll meet on some other canadian show in the future Uh, all right with that this episode has come to an end. Uh, as always, you can find links uh, to our recommendations as well as the news stories we talked about in the show notes at tvtimes3.com slash 288. Uh, that's also where you'll be able to uh, find where you can find Anthony and Ivy online. Uh, on the next episode, uh, Amory will be back with me and we'll be joined by Tina Charles from tvgoodness.com and we'll be previewing ABC, uh, taking a look at all the ABC goodness that's coming Oh, so they got the good episode, huh? (laughs) (laughs) That's what I think. (laughs) All right. And uh, with that, uh, thanks, uh, Anthony and Ivy, for joining me on episode 288. 288, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I think you can replicate it. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Okay. Well, that's enough about Saturday. Let's talk about Sunday. Yeah. Okay, uh, Anthony, say something. Oh, my gosh. Okay, that'll work. And Ivy. Something. Okay. Okay, the little green lines in the in the software are moving around, so you've been warned. You're now being, <laughs> you're now being recorded. Uh, as I like to say sometimes, anything you say can and will be used against you on the podcast. Well, it's a good thing we're not talking about Amory anymore <laughs> yes, because she'd be really unhappy to hear the things that, that we were saying before she was recorded.